Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. And today's episode is going to be all about Amazon PPC, PPC automation, AI, robots, you name it. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be good. And uh, to talk about that, I've got my friend Bradley from Quartile on the show today. Bradley, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Long time listener, yeah. as they say. <laughs> long time listener first time guest yes uh, it's uh, good to have you on and uh, we're going strong on our hat game today you are showing me up on the hat front uh, i need to sort of um expand my repertoire that's uh, that's impressive that but uh but no thank you for, for joining us i'm excited to talk through some of this and we'll try not to talk too much about uh football or soccer as it's called in america uh because i we've discovered recently that we are uh, rivals in the football fan world you're a liverpool fan i'm a man united fan right. so um let's just not talk about that rivalry at all because you absolutely spanked us recently and uh, that could be embarrassing for me but uh but no i would love to hear about you just give us a bit of your background um you know what you're doing with quartile what brought you there and and then we'll dive into some um some ppc stuff yeah for sure um so hi everyone i'm brad davis uh Director of Partnerships here at Quartile. Um, so I kind of manage everything from tech partnerships to ecosystem partners and then like customer and affiliate referrals as well. Um, that's what I do at Quartile. But um, I my background is in marketing, uh, specifically SaaS for SaaS businesses. But uh, my passion is in like community building, um, particularly in the e-commerce landscape. So what you won't see on my LinkedIn is, is kind of the, the side things and my passion projects that are more related to, to e-commerce. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of started by, uh, I had a class in, in university as an entrepreneurship class where we had to create a, uh, an actual business and generate revenue. And the business I created was a print and production company. Uh, so I was you know, going to businesses and saying, Hey, I, you know, I could produce your swag, what we call swag in the U S like your conference handouts and things like that. Um, and through the course of that class, you know, I think we did like 10 K in revenue, which is, which is small, but for like a, a two month window, I, I think it was yeah, pretty successful. Good, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that kind of like launched my entrepreneurship and then specifically like the e-commerce, um, Kind of aspect of it um from there i, I kind of started in, in college i started a, a small apparel company where i'd go to thrift stores and i'd buy uh, vintage fabric and then like uh, incorporate that into blank t-shirts through like pockets and, and other unique designs um, started selling those and in that process i got i had to take my own product photography so uh, photography became uh, a big passion of mine and I think that's what really launched me to to get into Quartile um, because through that kind of photography passion uh, I started doing lifestyle uh, photography work for brands like Tevos and um, Neff Headwear, Camp Chef, MeUndies so that gave me like the insight into this e-commerce landscape uh, and it's something that I've been really passionate about since um, and I've always wanted to be in the software side of it and so when the Corta opportunity came along I, I jumped at the chance to be in it mm. um, yeah yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, and it's quite a unique um, software, and I think that's why I, I was really keen to have you on to talk about mm. some of the um, unique angles of PPC, you know, as the uh you know the the, the t- topic of conversation so much at the moment here especially on twitter at least in my little bubble anyway it's like i, I almost want to give twitter a bit of a break at the moment because there's just so much talk about you know ai and, and what's going on yeah. um but obviously that it's a big part of marketing it's a big part of the way the world's going and um you guys are doing a lot of that so that's going to be you know interesting timely um which we'll get into uh we do just do a, a quick lightning round before we get started as yeah. well well just to hear from you on some of your favorite things to a learn more about you but b get some inspiration that we can all take away as brand builders of what we can utilize in our business to grow some more um so favorite five number one do you have a favorite e-commerce brand yes have you heard of polar before polar p-o-l-e-r it's a kind of an outdoors uh an outdoor brand. They they partner okay. with Nike. They do like tents and sleeping bags and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they did like one of my crowning uh, kind of like marketing pieces of collateral that I I love and I still like watch to this day is this collaboration that Polar did with Nike where they just they got a couple skateboarders together and put them on mm-hmm. this like private yacht and and touring. Uh, the Adriatic Sea in Croatia and they just go to like mm. different Croatian towns and just skate and you have the backdrop of like Croatia around you it's it's like nice. I, I love it and it's yeah everyone has to go check that out but super cool brand sounds good yeah very cool yeah. very cool sounds good all right do you have a favorite software or tool that helps you run your business other other than Quartile obviously yeah oh uh, this one this one was really hard for me um I'm probably going to have to just do like a, a weak generic answer. Uh, Slack or like mm. WhatsApp is, is I'm getting way more into WhatsApp, which I think Americans don't really use WhatsApp, but like mm. in the, in this, in this space, especially the Amazon space, I feel like WhatsApp is like the go-to. And so mm. uh, I'm using that more and more in, in terms of like in my partnership role with, you know, we have global, global partners where I have to stay in touch with. And so WhatsApp's becoming more popular for me using on a yeah, daily nice. basis. Do you, um, do you use court, um, Slack at Quartile like, internally? Yeah. Um, and, and that's one thing that's helped from a partnership standpoint. And like, is we have specific Slack channels within our organization for our different partners. Um, mm. And I find it so much easier to communicate rather than like, typically it's just like you, you're sending emails back and forth and it's, mm. it's harder to collaborate, I think on a partnership standpoint and, yeah, and yeah. Slack has made it really easy to just have Definitely. quick answers and, and quick mm. intros to, to mutual customers and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, we run all our comms on Slack. It's so rare now for us to email between our team. It's all on Slack, yeah. so it's uh, yeah, super yeah. helpful. Love it. Um, what about marketing? Have you got a favorite organic marketing channel? Yeah, so my passion is community building. So anything that kind of facilitates community collaboration. Uh, so in-person events I love, but then also 
I've seen like a ton of success with Facebook groups or WhatsApp, mm -hmm. WhatsApp groups. Um, I think, you know, as we're talking about AI, I think it's, it's important for us to like not lose the, the personalization and like the, mm. the, the human touch, the in-person touch like this. And, and so yeah. I think community groups and those spaces are really important to, to foster. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. And what about a paid marketing channel? Yeah. Um, I don't have a particular favorite. All, all I'll say is that the one where your audience lives and breathes, that's, mm. that's the channel you should be on. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And that does differ, doesn't it? A lot from brand to brand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. And finally, do you have a favorite business book? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about two. Uh, there's one called Damn Good Advice by George Lewis. Mm -hmm. um, okay. He's a famous art director. Uh, he led some of the biggest, you know, art, I mean, uh, creative ad, ad agencies. That's a really good book. And then uh, my other favorite is The Thank You Economy by Gary Vaynerchuk, um, okay. which I think speaks to kind of this whole community aspect of it, is that like, uh, you particularly as a business and a service provider, like you have to provide value first before you can really like ask for anything in between yeah, or yeah. ask for anything afterwards. So I'm, I'm big on creating value, big on creating a, a space where um, just the community can thrive. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, man. Good stuff. Well, thank you for those. It's good, um, good inspiration, especially those two books for um, for brand builders, especially you know, um, getting their you know our heads around how to really create stuff that connects with an audience is is really key. So, thank you for those. Um, good. All right. So PPC, uh, obviously, it's a big topic of conversation for uh, the, the podcast for our community PPC in general. But you guys at Quartal live and breathe in the world of PPC automation. Right, and so it's obviously something yep. that is, um, I don't want to say controversial, but some people will um, be really um, pro automation. Some people think that the um, only an Excel spreadsheet and bulk edits will do. Mm. Um, you know, so there's lots of kind of back and forth on the topic. But if you could just bring any guests, uh, any sorry listeners that are listening uh, up to speed that maybe don't know what PPC automation might be, can you kind of explain what the whole concept of automating PPC optimization is? Yeah, I, I definitely think there's different layers or levels of mm. it that you see in, in the market right now. Um, you know, I think some of the, some of the base layers are kind of rule-based optimization where, um, you know, brands can input rules that, that typically they've, you know, they found that have worked for them when it comes to, um, you know, promoting keywords or ASINs depending on click thresholds or conversion rates. Like that's, I think that's one layer above kind of the manual aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think an, another layer on top of that level on top of that is getting into kind of machine learning in an AI, which is like um, finding opportunities where maybe a human wouldn't think there is opportunities. Um, mm -hmm. So when it comes to, you know, automated advertising or listing creation or um, campaign creation or keyword bidding, like there's, there's a bunch of different layers there, but I think the key to AI and machine learning is 
is exploiting opportunities where uh, a human either doesn't have the bandwidth to do because, you know, mm. they're working maybe eight hours a day um, or it's expanding to audiences and keywords that maybe humans have bias towards. And, and sometimes mm. we fall into traps of, you know, we're, we're stuck in a lane. We think that this is what our audience is doing, or this is the keywords we should be looking at. Um, but sometimes we have to expand outside of that to find some good opportunities. Yeah. And I think AI is, is great at doing that. Yeah, definitely. Because it's it's just you, looking at data. There's no bias to it, right? Yeah, 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 so, definitely. Yeah. Do Do you see um, that there is a, a threshold of business size that people need to get to before they can start exploring this stuff? Because you know, you say data testing. I'm thinking costs. You know, yeah. um, what does that look like? Yeah. So what we see in the quartile, and you know, quartile is on that. Uh, the upper level of kind of machine learning and AI is that a million dollars in annual sales is, is kind of the threshold that we see. And, and that threshold is kind of based on just the, the amount of data that the, you know, the automation can, can intake to then mm. like find value out of it. So it, it's kind of a, yeah. a data level that you need a certain amount, but a million dollars is what we're seeing is, is kind of the minimum threshold yeah okay cool and then yeah. there would be some people that are listening especially at that level of sales that would be nervous about handing things over you know maybe they've been running things manually in seller central mm. um which just makes me shudder um but uh you know maybe they have been doing things uh, to, to be fair, I actually I tried doing bulk edits with um, spreadsheets recently, and it actually, once you get the hang of it, it's not as hard and complicated as it sounds, and it can speed things up a lot. But there's still, you know, a, a lot of manual labor in there. But there will be people that will be nervous about moving over to automation because they'd be worried about the AI running off with loads of spend. Um, what do you generally say to people that find themselves in that position? Yeah, I think, I think you really have to weigh like, what's the opportunity cost of not doing it um, mm. in terms of, you know, a, a human has kind of a maximum level of output, whether that's yeah. the hours that they're working or, you know, a business owner has a, a ton of different aspects of the business that they need to manage as well. And so, um, yeah, I think it's really like what the opportunity cost of not doing it and as well as, you know, I think we're seeing this with the adoption of AI across multiple verticals. You know, ChatGPT is like, you know, your competitors certainly are using automation. And so, mm. uh, um, yeah, I, I think you need to be doing it. I think the, the opportunity definitely outweighs uh, some of the risks. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, with that in mind, you know, I think it really helps to be able to if you have a defined strategy that's working, like the AI is just there to help support the proven strategy you've already you've already built. Um, yeah, that's definitely. success that we've seen. Yeah, definitely. I think the um, point you speak to as well uh, with regards to the limitations, you know, being being time. You know, time is one of the biggest limiting factors. And I think uh, the uniqueness of Quartile's um, proposition is um, really. Uh, you know speaking into that because it 
uh, especially the way, and I obviously I don't know how much you can sort of go into and how much of it is um, kind of under the hood patented secret. Because mm-hmm. I, I know you guys have got patents on some of your you know machine learning. So yeah. as much as you're able to talk, so I, I mean, just love to geek out on that uh, a little bit. Just uh, it's, it's cool. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, your approach is very much um you know single keyword campaigns you know pumping out loads and loads of these things because as ppc has gotten more involved it's gotten more complex it's not as easy to just run one or two campaigns and be successful mm. be profitable you need to get more granular to have more control and quartile obviously that's the the uspl quartile is this uh, granular control which is almost impossible i try i went trying to set up single keyword campaigns right across mm. our ppc account and doing bulk edits to, to do all that and it's honestly a nightmare i completely backed out after like a week because i'm like this is too much it's just dominating my week and that is where obviously the value comes with quartile um but, but yeah can you give us some insight into that the the approach i suppose um is it a single keyword campaign um, you know, is that the, the approach, or is that just um, the outworking of the the theory behind it? Is it? Yeah. Can you give us some thoughts on that? Hopefully, that's kind of made sense. I feel like I've rambled there. But. Yeah. Yeah. So w- when you did your test, how many like ASINs were you working with? Um, I think I just tried it on three. On three, yeah. So yeah. just three products was a nightmare for you. You know, you, you yeah, look yeah. at brands that have a hundred, two hundred a thousand products like trying to do that manually is definitely impossible um but yeah the the default kind of out of the box quartile is a single asin single key single keyword single campaign single match type approach we get we get very granular to kind of isolate all the all the variables in it um so that's kind of the default approach I think that has allowed us to scale pretty significantly with a lot of our brands. Um, that being said, you know, we just, we just announced some product launches that allow you allow a brand or an agency to kind of bring in whatever campaign structure that they want into Quartile and then just mm-hmm. be able to layer on uh, kind of the AI on top of that. So we're getting a lot more flexible because we know that there are, there are brands, there are sellers out there that have very unique approaches and that have, it's been successful for them. But yeah, kind of the out of the box methodology that we have is let's get as granular as possible so that we can actually see which variables are working. Um, we kind of, I, we had a, one of our sales reps use an anecdote the other day that was like, you know, if you're looking at a math equation that has three different variables, uh, and you look at that like a, as a campaign, if you, if you have three different keywords in that campaign, you're kind of treating all the keywords as the same type of variable, but they're, they're not in that equation. They have, mm. they have different outputs. And so being able to isolate that allows us to, um, to look at that individual variable and then, and then see if it's being effective or efficient or if it's yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, on setup, Quartal comes in and, and creates like hundreds of campaigns, right, for a single ASIN, um, which is just bonkers to the traditional yeah. mindset of PPC. But that, like you say, that gives you so much more granular control. And I, I can imagine that's where so much of the, the power is. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, the, like I said, the patented kind of uh, stuff, like how, how, what does that even look like? How do you even patent a, 
um, like code? Is it code or what's the, you know, I know you can't sort of talk about everything, but how does that work? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really have a good answer on that. Um, I can get That's back fun. to you. I, th- I think, I think there's elements of like how we're, how we're like what the campaign structure actually is. I think there's elements mm. of that, that, that have been patented, but, um, mm. I can get back to you and I don't know if you want to include that in the show notes or whatever. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's not like, um, I don't think, you know, Amazon sellers are sitting at home thinking, I must know how this all works, but it's just, I think it's fascinating that you can, um, you know, cause we all understand the, the idea of patenting a product, you know, get a right. utility patent for a product. And then to, um, to see a software that's got patents, I, I think I'm interested more so because it shows that there's something, you know, uniquely powerful about the, mm. the software. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's, it's fascinating really. Um, you guys have been working with some big ag- aggregators like, like, uh, you know, Thrasio is a big name, obviously, that gets thrown around in the industry. Um, and, and they've utilized, the, you know, the, the functionality of Quartile. What's that journey been like working with some of these, um, you know, big, big companies? Yeah, I, Thrasio has been, a, has been a great customer. I think, um, you know, when, when we look at them and some of our larger agencies, it it's helpful because, you know, the scale that they're, that they're working at allows us to have really good product feedback and be able to like, uh, you know, make product changes and kind of drive the product towards what they need at scale. I mean, I, Thrasio has over 200 brands. And so, uh, you know, you're getting kind of the, the insights over 200 brands with, without having to talk to 200 brands individually, you know, we have this, Mm. this kind of one, partner with Thrasio. Um, so, you know, some of our latest product launches have been driven by, you know, brands like Thrasio and some of our other agencies, like the can't, you know, like I said, um, before, you know, we can kind of ingest any kind of campaign structure now. Um, Mm -hmm. and then you can start toggling on and off the AI features that you want. So that's one aspect. And then, um, we also have white label and, and self-service options as well, which has been driven by Thrasio. Um, and then also, you know, we we're just announcing you can now do rule-based optimization on top of the AI as well. Um, okay. And so I, I think like kind of the, the product feedback iteration has been really helpful having, having those guys as a part of our customer base. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Are they using it in any different way to a single brand would? Um, so Thrasio and our, our larger agencies are definitely using it from a self-service standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I would say most of our single brands are using our managed service components. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, they don't have as much of the bandwidth they would rather focus on high level strategy and things like that. Um, and our team is there to kind of help support and implement strategy or product launches and things like that. Mm. And if you were to compare Quartile versus an agency, someone's, uh, you know, thinking about sourcing their PPC, they want someone to help them with it. There's an agency that will do it or there's Quartile. Like what's, mm. uh, what's the kind of pros and cons of, of each of those? Can Quartile basically just replace the agency with the managed service? What does that look like? So 
you know, Quartile is not an agency. We're a, mm. a SaaS platform. Like our, our, our fees, our, our billing is flat fee month to month. So we, we vary very differently than an agency. Um, and we have a lot of agencies that are using our tech to, you know, as their, as their PPC offering. Um, so I, I think it just depends on what you want out of an agency as a brand. Like we're obviously not an agency, so we don't do, we don't do uh, listing optimization or creative or anything like that. So there may still be, you may still have a need that you want that all in house. Um, but like, what we see is that the agencies that are using Quartile to run their PPC like are uh, are being very successful. I mean, yeah, I mean, so our, for example, um, you know, our kind of account managers, uh, depending on the scale of the brand, can manage anywhere between 10 to 15 brands, which mm -hmm. is kind of unheard of from an agency perspective. So for an agency that wants to scale and onboard new clients without having to, to bring on new PPC managers or things like that, like Quartile is a great fit because we can like optimize the output of your existing account managers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And in terms of like your most successful clients, like you guys would have case studies of, of, of growing brands and um, yeah. is there anything unique that they are doing with their advertising strategy? Um, are they just turning Quartile on and shooting for the moon or is there anything else that they're adding into the mix there that our listeners might be able to learn from? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think the baseline is that they are maximizing kind of all the opportunities that exist within, you know, the Amazon search products so of PPC. Um, mm -hmm. And then from there, they're layering on Amazon DSP. Uh, they're taking a, a bottom up approach in, in terms of like the sales funnel. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, focusing on performance at the bottom and then working their way up as they nail the, the bottom of the funnel down to then expanding new audiences uh, mm -hmm. and new opportunities. Um, so we're, we're seeing, you know, brands that are jumping to DSP, like really have PPC locked in first um, and then starting with a performance-based look at DSP and then and working their, their way up. Um, so that's one. And then, and then also I think our, our most successful brands are also diversifying channels. Uh, they really have a good understanding of where their audience is buying, you know, their products or similar products, and then mm -hmm. and then going into those channels and being and look looking at it from an efficiency standpoint, from a performance standpoint. Yeah, yeah good. It's good yeah. insight. It's helpful. The, you mentioned a, a couple of times about the new uh, product that you've been mm. uh, working on and just kind of announced um, and got, you know, did a sort of like a big, um, yeah, launch for recently. Can you just talk to us more about that and how that's helping, uh, helping sellers? Yeah, you know, I, I mentioned kind of the default methodology of, you know, the one-to-one -one granular campaigns. Um, and, you know, the feedback that we've had from customers is that, um, or certain customers is that they, they want more flexibility to be able to, um, you know, kind of navigate within their strategy with, with more flexibility. Um, and so, you know, this product launch is, is an iteration of us listening to our customers and say, all right, uh, 
take the take the great things about AI and then um, be able to layer on, you know, the strategy that you've been able to see successful. Uh, so mm-hmm. campaign import where you can bring in any kind of campaign structure that you want um, and then be able to toggle on and off AI components that you want has been has been a great thing for particularly for our agencies. Uh, we see a lot when an agency onboards that, you know, they don't want to throw their playbook out the window. Um, and before, you know, kind of Porto kind of made them have to do that, but now we have kind of complete flexibility. Um, and then the, the other component of that is, is the rule-based optimization. Uh, some, some anecdotal stories is, uh, you know, we have brands that maybe have a, a CMO that, you know, when he searches for their product, he wants them to be top of search, like no matter what, no matter the efficiency, you know, it's kind of just that, like, you know, that I, I don't want to say ego, but it's just like that, that brand presence, no matter what yeah. they, they, it doesn't, they don't care how much you're spending. They want to be top of search. And, and, uh, before this kind of new product launch that really wasn't possible because Cortile is looking for efficiency. Um, so now with the product product, the new product launch, uh, you can kind of layer whatever rules-based optimizations that you want, depending on clicks or conversion rates or, uh, you know, other parameters like that. Um, so, yeah, I think overall it's just flexibility to be able to support the, the different successful strategies that Amazon sellers uh, yeah, yeah. and D2C brands have had. Yeah, yeah, nice. I, so the I machine think one learning other aspect that... of Sorry, that, um, and, and to kind of tie back into our larger brands is that, um, you know, Amazon is, is really focusing on Amazon marketing cloud right now. I don't know if you've heard anything about that. Um, I have to know. Yeah. So they're, they're really exposing more data when it comes to, uh, like customer journey and path to purchase data. Um, yeah, yeah. and so that, that's something that our larger brands are really focused on. Um, and so we're rolling that out into our platform as well. So, you know, that's, that's a little bit of the, the product launch. And then also, um, just what are, you know, what are successful sellers that are using to kind of become more efficient is, is more looking at more data, understanding their customer more, understanding the path to purchase more, um, utilizing that to, to be more efficient and to, to find new audiences. Um, so that's been a game changer for sure nice nice and and what further developments do you see both in the industry um you know and and with quarter i mean obviously the ai conversation will continue to rumble on um Mm. what have you where do you see the industry going um you know are there any other major developments you see happening is is it gonna just is it now a case of just minimal gains you know uh, diminishing returns with ai or or are we going to see some more revolutionary things come through yeah it's been interesting to watch i think over the past couple months with the introduction of chat gpt right like Mm. um you know ai is definitely on the forefront of people's minds uh then it's been funny because we've been we've been pushing ai and, and ppc automation for a few years now. So it's interesting to see like everyone be hyped about it. Uh, mm. I mean, we definitely saw it at Prosper. There was, um, you know, quite, you know, I would say quite a few service providers in the Amazon space that have launched 
you know, accessory products um, off chat GPT, like listing optimization mm-hmm. and, and things like that, which is exciting to see. Um, in terms of the future, um, I, I think we're going to see more of it. I think, I think one thing that's exciting to see is AI being used in uh, like creative, um, which create, you know, creative can be hard to do sometimes testing creative can be hard and I've seen really great things coming out of like mid journey. I don't know if you, if you've seen mid journey, mm, yeah, um, but yeah. like, you know, AI content and creative generation. Um, mm. You know, I, I think so in, in, in building a brand, I think so much of creative can be like subjective. Uh, mm. You know, what is the CMO like? What is the art director like, or, you know, whatever, but I think having data to drive creative strategy is like very exciting from an AI perspective because it converts or it doesn't convert. And so it kind of cuts the bullshit out of, oh, this color looks better, this, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's good as well. I'm I'm realizing, um, you know, over the recent weeks as people talk about how this is going to revolutionize and how this is going to, um, put some people out of a job is is a bit hyperbole, I think. But at the same time, it will change the way the workforce looks. But e-commerce mm. as a whole, um, I don't think is going to be threatened by AI because, you know, if someone wants to buy a dog bowl for their dog, um, you know, AI is not going to be able to replace that, right? It's not. Um, and that's where we can get so caught up in our own marketing and online business world i saw someone i think maybe on twitter the other day you know they did a screenshot of they texted someone um they sent their friend a message saying do you know what chat gpt is and they're like no i've not heard of it and they were just you know not an old person or anything they were just kind of like a you know similar age to us and they just not even heard of it so it's it's easy to get wrapped up in this um you know bubble that we're in but um mm. i think e-commerce is one of the industries that uh, is going to be ex- accelerated by it and it's going to be very much used in e-commerce as you guys would as you've said you're big proponents of it already for a few years but it's um it's not something that threatens the industry as such which i think is is really exciting you know yeah i think i think like new products are often and new and good products are often solutions to like human problems um yeah. so I, I i don't really see that ever that kind of the innovative mentality for human problems i i don't necessarily see that being impacted by ai like for example you know we have a customer that creates um these cereal cups that like mm-hmm. allow you to eat cereal on the go in a cup but it's like <laughs> so like the bottom is like milk and then there's like a, a container at the top that has cereal and as you drink like like i i don't like ai is not going to be able to come up with that because it's it's such <laughs> like a human problem you know what i mean yeah yeah. I'm not sure it's even a problem, but yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is such a funny product. 
Oh man, right. that's good. You're not a that serial good. on the go kind of guy, huh? I, I've I've never done it, but you know maybe I'll give it a go now. Now you've mentioned that. Um, no, that's mad. Uh, good. Uh, anything else to add uh, before we kind of start to wrap up, Brad? It's been super insightful, and um, you know, lot, lots to sort of uh, research and learn from this. But is there anything, any sort of final thoughts on um, AI, PPC, automation, Quartal? Anything else you want to add? Um, I mean, I I think you know, from a business perspective, I think you you really need to start looking at, you know, what are the opportunity costs for not, you know, not automating some of this stuff. Uh, there's, yeah. there's so much benefit to efficiency, to, to human man hours that you can gain from automation and your competitors are doing it 100%. So um, mm. there's definitely an opportunity cost now for not doing that. So keep in mind. Yeah. Yep, 100% agree. The amount of, you know, granular uh, view you need to have have things at and um, the time that takes to manually manage, um, you know, time is the asset. And um, yes, definitely people need to look at, at this stuff for sure. Um, if they do want to look at it, well, obviously we'll leave a link to Quartile yeah. in the description below. Um, with a, At the moment, I don't know how long you guys will offer it for, but at the time of recording, is still doing a, like a special offer for the first couple of months. Um, and so... Uh, we'll yeah. leave that link in the description for people to save a bit of money as well. Yeah, for sure. And specific to your audience, there's 55% off for the first two months. So, nice. Um, yeah. Good, yeah. good. I, I, I was, we should have clarified it before. So I didn't want to say that's what, I thought that's what it was. I didn't want to say <laughs> yeah. it live on air in case you corrected me. Oh, we've stopped offering that, but uh, that's good. You're still offering that, but um, obviously that could change in the future. So grab it while it lasts, guys. Um, that's good. We'll leave that in there as well. If people want to connect with you as well, where's the best place to do that? Uh, probably on LinkedIn. Um, I think Bradley C. Davis is my LinkedIn. Um, probably the best way perfect yeah and we'll obviously leave a link for that in the description of show notes yeah. as well um final question who's going to win the premier league next man united or liverpool next season or this season no like who out of those two uh, who will be the it. next to win it um i've got to go liverpool um, oh, man i, I bring you on the podcast great things i know no, you got you're a Liverpool love, fan. You've you got to back your team. I know. You know, I I do love seeing Rashford like making his way back up to the top. Like it's such mm. from a sports fan perspective, it's just it's such like a a beautiful story. Like I I don't really know. Mm. Maybe you know like what has happened to him over the past years, but it seems like this season definitely something's different, and it's it's mm. really fun to see him kind of at top of his yeah. form. Great, great comeback story for sure. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, we better leave it there. Otherwise, we'll talk about that all day because it's uh, we, we love it. But we'll leave, we'll leave that one there um, and uh, we'll bring the focus back to, to PPC. Brad, honestly, it's been yeah really uh, interesting conversation. There's, I think, so much more for uh, this to, to develop into, you know, over the coming years automation ai it's going to be obviously a massive part of our lives moving forwards and amazon ppc is going to be no different so yeah thanks for coming on bringing your thoughts and uh, and yeah sharing everything today appreciate it thanks so much ben no worries
Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us in this episode today. Uh, check out all the resources down in the description. Check out Quartile, 55% off. Um, highly recommend getting a look at the product because it is um, you know, a fantastic product, fantastic people, and uh, connect with Bradley. And we'll see you in the next episode, same time next week. Take care, guys.